This is Small Business as Usual, a program about the art of operating small enterprises and the issues faced by the owners. It's a presentation of the Community Economic Development Fund in Meriden, Connecticut. I'm Frederick Welk, a business advisor for CEDF clients. The Community Economic Development Fund is a nonprofit lender providing financing to qualified small businesses in Connecticut that can't obtain traditional bank financing. More about CEDF at the end of the program. This episode answers, when did getting a business loan get to be so tough? CEDF is celebrating 25 years as an organization in 2019, so naturally we're looking back at our accomplishments, the remaining challenges, and the conditions that existed in the state for small businesses when our entity was chartered. To find some perspective, I needed to consider our history from both a nonprofit governance and commercial banking point of view. Fortunately, I only had to walk down the hall to find all of that experience in one person. I am Jim Bizdera. I'm the president of the Community Economic Development Fund based in Meriden, Connecticut. I began my career actually at a bank that I'm sure no longer exists called Northeast Savings Bank as a residential mortgage underwriter back in the the mid-1980s. From there, I transitioned to the original Connecticut Bank and Trust Company, where I learned some credit training and became a, a line officer and then spent the next 25 years at various banks, 18 of which was at New Haven Savings Bank, which became New Alliance, and then First Niagara Bank. While I was there, I I had the pleasure of serving on the board of the Community Economic Development Fund for about 14 years, from about maybe 2002 till about 2014 or so. And then when my predecessor, uh, Donna Wardenback, decided to retire, uh, I was able to throw my hat in the ring Fortunately, have the privilege and pleasure of becoming next president of this fine organization. So looking back now to when the Community Economic Development Fund began, again, 25 years ago in 1994, if folks remember, Connecticut was coming out of a very, very bad recession that started in the late 80s and went easily into the early, if not mid-1990s. So going back to 1994, when CDF came into existence, and then Governor Lowell Weicker you know, made the observation clearly that a lot of Connecticut startup and small businesses were not getting the attention of banks that they needed because banks in those days were still, again, doing a lot of work with workout and just kind of getting back to a new lending again. And given those circumstances, it was clear that an organization was needed to kind of help true startup businesses and small businesses get the financing that was not available in the marketplace Hence, the brainchild, again, of Governor Weicker and the beginning of the Community Economic Development Fund. And looking back uh, in those days as a banker, banks were making relatively few new loans. They were doing mostly work out. The Sunrise was just, again, starting again in 94, 95 in terms of putting all that bad recessionary memories behind us, but there was still a ways to go. So I think when CEDF got formed and kind of jump-started in 94, 95, 96, it really filled a big hole in the marketplace at that point in time. And today, you know, 25 years later, we're still doing mission-driven work and still doing a great job making loans and, and giving business advice and educational opportunities to those startup businesses and small businesses that need that financing that in, in some to many cases is just not available at the banks in Connecticut. And when I look at back at banks, how, how they were lending, say, in the early to mid-80s, before the recession began in the late uh, 1980s, 
and then how they started lending again in the mid-90s through today. They learned a lot of lessons coming out of the recession and how they lent going into the late 1980s. You then had the huge savings and loan crisis that followed. You then had you know, the large recession that the country in New England experienced in 2007, 8, and into early 2009. And I think with all of that happening, again, I think bankers in general maybe got a little bit more conservative than they had been in, in prior years. And then on top of that, with Dodd-Frank and a lot of other regulations, a whole lot of new regulations and compliance was heaped onto all banks, not only the large ones, but the small ones as well. And I think you know that continues clearly through today. And with that, it has made banks you know, in general a bit more conservative, crossing every T, dotting every I, and perhaps not as aggressive lending to, again, startup and small businesses as they were you know, before all of these recessions and compliance and regulations really came to bear on them. How small businesses borrowing from banks has evolved over the years. Again, I began my career in 1985, but I do remember talking with some of my managers and bosses who had been in banking in the 60s and 70s and 80s. And back in the day, you know, the huge amount of compliance and regulation and, and everything that comes with it, a lot of businesses, including small business, would call their banker on the phone and say, I need to borrow $50,000. Their banker would say, fine, it's approved. The borrower would come in the next day and sign one piece of paper, maybe two, a promissory note and maybe a guarantee agreement, and then that was the extent of it. So some folks have said, you know, is that the way it was in the movies? Was that the way it was in reality? The answer was, from what well, my former managers told me, that was, to a large degree, the way it was. But again, over the last 20 to 30 years, with all that's happened, and to a certain degree, too, there are fewer banks in Connecticut now as we sit here in 2019, than there were 20 or 25 years ago. A fair number of banks went out of business, unfortunately, in the late 1980s. And as we all know, there's been you know continued amount of mergers and acquisitions that have kind of shrunk the number of banks in Connecticut from probably, in its heyday, maybe close to 100 different institutions, now down to maybe about 40 or 50 that are in the state. And obviously with decreased competition, among the banks. To a certain degree, that may have resulted in a little, a little bit less availability of credit than there was 25 or 30 or 35 years ago. Now, the Community Economic Development Fund gets most of its lendable capital from the banks in the state of Connecticut, which we're really thankful for that they've been our partners, our equity investors, and have entrusted us with their money going back to 1994. So to a large degree, we follow a lot of the same prudent underwriting and credit guidelines that banks do in terms of really getting to know the applicant before we make the loan or make the decision, making sure we understand the collateral, the cash flow, the character of the borrower. Having said all that, because we, although we have compliance and we have regulation here at the Community Economic Development Fund, we don't have it to the extent that banks do. So in general, we can be a little bit more flexible, a little bit more creative than banks. And I especially point to probably about 20 to 25% of our borrowers each year are true startup businesses. And for most banks, that would be a challenge for them to swim up to. So again, more flexible, more creativity than, than the typical bank. But having said that, we wanna make sure that we feel as positive as possible that any money we give to a, either a, a new um, business or an existing business that's looking to grow has a very good chance of making it. The last thing we'd wanna do is provide capital or loans to a business that we did not feel, at least initially, had a really good chance of surviving and thriving over time. 
So as I like to say, you know, we're nobody's fool, do a, a lot of crossing the T's and dotting the I's, but we do understand our mission. We do understand why these banks have invested money in us over the years to be able to kind of take this additional risk uh, that they may not be willing to take to help grow Connecticut's economy directly through small business formation and small business growth. Being bankable is um, it's a phrase that a lot of people throw around all the time, and depending on which bank you're talking to, you know, there's some different variables involved. But in general, being bankable means that the owner or owners of the business have a good solid credit score, usually 680 or higher, uh, that the business has been in operation for a, usually at least three or four years, that they've developed a decent balance sheet, that they are profitable uh, and making money, and that the owners of the business are able to take a salary from the business and support their household as well. So again, there's not one clear, clean definition of what is bankable or what is bankability. And one of the things that at the Community Economic Development Fund that we are really proud of is when we can take, again, a true startup business or an existing business with us providing them some loan capital, a lot of great business advice um, along the way, educational opportunities. As they get better, develop a better balance sheet, a more sustainable uh, profitability, a more sustainable operation, we can you know, help them quote unquote graduate from us to a bank where the bank can kind of take the relationship from there. But from the business owner's perspective, let's say they don't have financing from us or another organization, they're kind of doing it on their own. Again, I think when, when their balance sheet gets stronger, when they've got maybe two to three years in a row of of sustained profitability, when they've got a proven business plan and then they're in an industry that has some viability to it going forward, they should feel pretty good about themselves. And at that point, knock on a few doors, talk to some branch managers, some small business lenders. I always encourage folks to talk to as many banks as possible. I know it's a challenge and a chore, but talk to two, three, four banks and they'll give you honest feedback. And if you are bankable, one of those banks will be happy to entertain your business. Every bank varies a little bit. However, there are some, you know, quote unquote, golden ratios that most, if not all, bankers look at. Looking at the business itself, bankers look at a couple of ratios. One is a debt to net worth ratio based on the balance sheet. You know, what is the total debt in the company, short term and long term debt? And how does that compare to the equity in the company? And most banks like to see debt to equity ratios of no greater than maybe three or four to one. Uh, another ratio is current ratio between the business's cash, accounts receivable, and inventory, usually called the current assets. You want to see that at least one to one, if not two to one ratio above the current liabilities of a company, which would obviously include accounts payable um, and then short term bills that they have to pay in the next year or so. Then the other kind of key ratio that, that bankers look at and all lenders look at is what is called the debt service coverage ratio, which is based on the income statement of the business and what does the net income of that business, so gross sales minus gross expenses, you know, what is the net income of the business, how does that compare to the monthly or annual payments on the loans or debt that that business has to pay and is responsible for. And typically that debt service coverage ratio, most banks, most lenders want to see at 1.25 times or greater. When I speak about credit scores, there's a couple of different levels of it. There's the personal credit score. There's also the business credit score, or typically put out there by an organization called D&B, 
or Dun & Bradstreet. The Dun & Bradstreet business score rating on that business is important. Uh, lenders will look at that. But I think in general, lenders looking to lend to small businesses will really put more weight on the business owner's personal credit score. Uh, just from the standpoint that that business, whether it's one owner or two owners or three owners, that business really is reflective day in and day out of the owner and the character of their owner. And a lot of institutions and lenders will measure the character of a person by their credit score. Some banks want to see a FICO score of 680 or higher. Some banks may want to see 700 or 720 or higher. While there are various credit scores and personal scoring agencies, whether you're a business owner or just a, an individual, to pay your bills on time and get your personal credit score as high as possible. It just benefits you in so many ways. Obviously, from a small business, being able to access capital from banks and lenders. I'll add to that, at the Community Economic Development Fund, again, we look at all the normal kind of bells and whistles that a, that a traditional bank would, including a personal credit score. But I will add, low personal credit score does not scare the Community Economic Development Fund. And we want to hear the applicant's entire story. Sometimes people have a very good reason why their credit score is maybe 500 or 550 or 600. You know, it could be a divorce or some medical issues that the person faced that's now behind them. So I, again, I just want to kind of get on the record that while personal credit scores are important, we look at them, that never in any way would result in us either approving or denying a loan. We always want to hear the story of what's behind the credit score, what's behind the person, and really get a sense of what they're looking to accomplish. On the individual side of things, um, a lot of people you know, take out long-term mortgages for the house and they really look forward to the day when that mortgage is paid off and they can quote unquote burn their mortgage note. Slightly different scenario for businesses. Most businesses, almost all businesses, again, whether in their early stages or, or later stages, need debt to sustain themselves and to grow. One of the questions always is how much debt does a business need, whether it's a micro business or, or IBM as an example. And I think that kind of the way the answer to that is what level of debt allows the business again to sustain itself, to grow, to thrive, what amount of business debt allows that business owner to sleep well at night, knowing how much payments they have to make. And I think that's guided by the ratios of the business, especially since you know, at CDF, you know, we're dealing with startup and micro businesses and small businesses every day. That's what we do, that's what our mission is. Many thanks to Jim Bizdera for explaining the forces shaping commercial business lending and CEDF's role in helping grow the Connecticut economy. Thanks to Jazzer for music, our theme is by Orchestral Movement of 1932. Small Business as Usual is presented by the Community Economic Development Fund, a nonprofit organization which provides enterprises in Connecticut with term loans, lines of credit, and commercial mortgages when they can't get traditional bank financing. For the sixth year in a row, we're Connecticut's top SBA microlender. We make business term loans at very nominal interest rates, as small as a few thousand dollars, and larger business loans too, from a pool of loan capital provided by many of the state's leading banks. There are geographic and or income qualification requirements for the borrowers. You can find out more about all of this at CEDF.com. And this episode of Small Business as Usual is available there. It's number 19-7. So Jim, do you think next year's budget could include one of those really great studio condenser microphones for producing these podcasts? What was the question? 